JKP Films presents If Kane Were Able. Episode 3. The next day in 10 Downing Street, Lady Turner, Colonel Fraser, and DCI Rayner. I asked you all here today because you are either the highest ranking member in your chosen profession or the most capable in my view. Lady Turner, I want you to be the Director General of the MI5 as you are the most qualified person for the job. I do hope you take this role. Of course, I will. Thank you, Prime Minister. Colonel Fraser, I want you to be the Army's Chief of General Staff for the exact same reason. It will be an honour. And DCI Rayner, I would like you to be Commissioner of Police. Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm not even the highest ranking officer. Like I said, in my mind, you are clearly the best people for this job. So, what do you say? Do you take the challenge? Um, uh, I mean, of course, yes. Brilliant, ladies. Right. Now, we are in the midst of desperation, and desperate times requires desperate measures. Sometimes these measures won't be popular or understood by the general public, but they will be for the greater good. I promise I will back you and give you whatever you want. The next day, Kelly visits Delilah Adams. I'm sorry for your loss, Delilah. Thank you. I know this must be a hard time for you, and that you're in mourning. But your service would be greatly appreciated. You really would be a valuable addition to my cabinet. Thank you so much for even considering me, Kelly, but I haven't got a political bone in my body. If you like, I could be your friend and I could give you counsel whenever you need it, like I used to do for my late husband. I would love that. From this day forth, Kelly and Delilah became close friends. Later that night, In Eve Hope's laboratory, Eve is working at her workstation. Sally is sobbing quietly in the corner. She puts on her lab coat and starts to work beside Eve. Eve stops. She looks uneasy. Sally stops working and looks up at Eve. What's wrong? I'm just not used to working in the same lab as anybody. If it bothers you so much, I can work in one of the other laboratories. I couldn't ask you to do that. Are you sure? It wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Well... If it wouldn't be a bother, that would be great. No, no bother at all. How do you want to do this? Uh, Do you think it would be better to split our attention on separate tasks? I think we should both work on the cure, because the virus poses the biggest risk to mankind. Why did you stop? It's just that calling it mankind sounds so ridiculous now that there aren't any men left. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, the virus poses the greatest immediate threat to mankind. So we should focus all of our attention on it. Sounds good to me, but how are we going to communicate? Each of the laboratories has a tablet with Skype loaded on it, so we can keep each other up to date via that. Okay, let's get to work. Sally starts working calmly. Each time she mixes a concoction together and tries it on a sample of the virus in a petri dish and looks at it through a microscope, it fails to kill the virus. The hand of the clock goes round and round 
until it's one o'clock in the night. Sally walks into Eve's laboratory. Sally's eyes are red raw from crying. I'm absolutely shattered. I'm going to call it a night. Eve looks up momentarily. Good night. Aren't you tired? Since I was younger, I've suffered from insomnia, so I hardly sleep. What triggered that off? When I was younger, I contracted a deadly virus, and ever since then, I've had problems sleeping. Oh my God, that must have been terrible. It was. I almost died. If it wasn't for a scientist who found the cure, I would have. That must have been awful. I'm not trying to be rude, Sally. But if you don't mind, I need to get back to work. I've got a few ideas I want to try out. Oh, okay. I'll see you tomorrow then. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. While Sally leaves the room, Eve continues to work. The clock hand goes round and round until 8 o'clock the next morning. Eve is still working. Sally enters the room. She's wearing something different. Have you come up with a cure yet? No, uh, nothing seems to be working. Sally stares at Eve's clothes. The same clothing as the day before. What time did you leave yesterday? I didn't. Wow, talk about a workaholic. I can only work until 12 o'clock today because I need to go to my dad's wake. That's fine. I'm sure we will make some progress by then. Over the next couple of weeks, the doctors screen their own blood and the blood of the members of public who visit their hospitals. They also organise repeat weekly visits for everyone for the next three months so that they can check their blood thoroughly. The doctors also organise mobile screening vans that can go out and try to find people who haven't had their blood screened. A few days later, at Eve's workplace, Sally and Eve are busy working in their labs. Sally tries one of her concoctions on the virus, which is in a petri dish. She looks at it through a microscope. The virus is alive. She picks up a beaker and dashes it at the wall. She breaks down and cries. Meanwhile, in Eve's laboratory, Eve tries a concoction on the virus and looks at it through the microscope. The virus is not dead. She scratches her chin for a moment and thinks. Then, she picks up her pen and jots something down in her notebook. Day turns to night a number of times. One Saturday morning, Eve is in her laboratory mixing a concoction together. Her phone rings. Eve takes her gloves off, cleans her hands with some antibacterial gel, wipes the phone with antibacterial gel, throws the wipe in the bin, and then answers the phone. Have you managed to create a cure yet? No. So far, nothing we've tried has worked. What's taking you so long? This is supposed to be your area of expertise, isn't it? Look, Kelly. I understand that everyone is a little uptight due to our present predicament, but there is no excuse for rudeness. We're dealing with an extraterrestrial virus that has never, ever, ever been seen, not the common cold. So I think it's understandable that it's taken us more than a few hours to find a cure. What? Look, what? the virus what? seems to target the strongest in a species first, and then it slowly picks off all who remain. Are you trying to say that man has been made extinct by a virus that is just as sexist as him. I wouldn't put it that way. But if it makes it easier for you to understand, you could look at it like that. Look, oh, I'm sorry, Eve. I didn't mean to be so rude. It's just that I heard back from the scientists earlier. They said that all of the sperm that they'd managed to gather from the sperm banks all around the world are, well, all dead. So I could really do with hearing some good news right now. 
Apology accepted. Kelly, don't take this the wrong way, but I've got to go. I need to work 24-7 on finding a cure, and that means I can't waste any time talking on the phone. I'll keep you updated. Bye. Bye. Eve puts her phone in her bag and goes to pick up her pen. The phone rings. She takes her phone out of her bag and answers the call. Eve, where are you? You said you were going to come round before the service. For God's sake, it's your dad's funeral today. Where are you? Mum, I'm sorry. I can't come. But you promised, Eve. You said you'd be there. I'm sorry, Mum, but if I don't find a cure, we might all die. I don't care. You owe your dad everything. So you're going to come. You're going to be here in exactly one hour. Please, just tell me that you'll be here. Mum, I can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. Okay. Do what you want. That's what you've always done, isn't it? You always put yourself first. No matter what anybody else needs or wants. Oh, I don't know why I expected anything different from you this time. But I'm warning you. If you don't come, I don't ever want to see you again. Eve remembers a day when her father took her to the park and told her he was so proud of her. Meanwhile, in the present day in Eve's laboratory, Eve is looking at the picture of her parents, which is in her purse. She touches her dad's face. I'm so sorry, Dad. Please forgive me. I wish I could be there for you today, but I am the only one who can find a cure. And you always said it was important for me to make sacrifices for the greater good. Please forgive me, Dad. Please. A few days later, in 10 Downing Street... Lady Turner... Thank you for coming to see me at such short notice. You do not have to thank me, Prime Minister. How can I be of service? It has been brought to my attention that some groups have been avoiding having their blood mandatorily screened. I know that I do not have to tell you that these acts are an extreme risk to national security. Indeed you don't, Prime Minister. I have a list of these groups and their members on your desk as soon as possible. Thank you. The MI5 go through their files tap into the doctor's mainframe system and use their satellites to locate the people who haven't had their blood screens yet. They then create a list of these people for Kelly Shields. Some of the people on this list are members of cults and survivalist groups who believe that the government created the virus to cull and control the population. They also believe that the mandatory blood screening set out by the government is a further attempt to try and poison them. At first, Kelly sends her assistants to try and negotiate with these groups, but when they still refuse to get their blood screened, she arranges another meeting with Lady Turner at 10 Downing Street. Prime Minister. Lady Turner, I'm sure you are aware of the current situation in regards to the groups who refuse to have their blood screened. I am. The members of these groups are terrorists. They are a threat to national security and their selfish actions could lead to the extinction of the humankind. I understand. What would you like me to do, Prime Minister? I would like you to discreetly remove this threat by any means necessary. As we've only been working together for a short while, 
I just want to clarify that you are authorising the use of extreme force if it is necessary. That is correct. If these delinquents don't play ball, then I want them crushed. Consider it done. The MI5 organises black ops operations against the groups who refuse to have their blood screened. Some of these groups fight back. A while after this, Lady Turner meets up with Kelly Shields again. Is it done? Yes. A number of our operatives were injured, but it was nothing compared to the casualties these groups suffered. I want the surviving members of these groups to have their blood screened. And then I want them to fall off the face of the earth. Without trial. Can you do that for me? Of course. Consider it done. Day turns to night three times. Women pick it in the streets and then there is social unrest. Women chant as they march from Oxford Street to 10 Downing Street. After a few days, the MP of Tottenham South, Charlotte Reef, and the MP of Brent, Helena Clark, meet up for lunch. How the hell did the weather girl end up running the country? I mean the weather girl for God's sake! Not even an anchor woman. I met up with Jackie the other day, and she asked me the exact same thing. And you know what I asked her? After I told her that Kelly Shields only got into power because in the immediate wake of the virus killing every man on Earth, she managed to keep her head whilst everyone else was distraught? No. What? I asked her, what are we going to do about it? Views on Kelly Shields become much more polarised. Some people hold her up as a saint, whereas others see her as a demon who is destroying what's left of human society. Before long, a resistance group is formed by women who disagree with Kelly Shields' actions and policies. Aware of the repercussions of resisting Kelly Shields, they meet and act as a secret society, taking covert actions to destabilize and bring down Kelly's government. A week later, women riot in the street. Kelly Shields secretly imprisons anyone who opposes her without trial under the guise of them being a threat to national security, and some of her opposition are forced into exile. Hi, my name's Jonathan Poku, and I'm the writer and the director of this podcast. If you would like to be informed about competitions, exclusive content, and information about this show and other shows created by JKP Films, please go to www.jkpfilms.com and subscribe to our mailing list via the subscription box which is at the bottom of the page. In addition, if you would like to help us to continue to make this podcast and other projects, please feel free to go to www.jkpfilms.com and to donate as little or as much as you would like via the donate button which is at the bottom of the page. Please believe me, all donations are always appreciated. Oh yeah, if you would like to contact us, please email us at inquire at jkpfilms.com Thank you so much and I can't wait to hear from you. Come, specs 
Save yourselves, don't give up on your face 